career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, it's time once again for 40 plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and this is where we have these candid conversations, guy to guy, about all these things that we go through as we hit the 40s and beyond. And I'm really excited about this conversation today. Well, I'm always excited about the conversations, but this one's very special to me because this person has been in my life couple of years now. Uh, he is a client of mine who I've worked with through his journey to be himself. And in the midst of that journey, he hit what I think a lot of men hit at some point in their life of, hey, I was raised to believe this. And then now suddenly, hmm, this is kind of in a different space in my life. And so how do you cross those boundaries when the faith and the religion that you've been practicing maybe since you were even a little child. I went through this myself. Suddenly you question and you wonder. And I'm really excited to have my client Brian Gilbert here with me to talk about what happens when you suddenly have this, I'm not going to call it a crisis of faith, but kind of a crisis of faith where you still have some feet in the belief systems, but hey, this isn't fitting other parts of your life. And I know this is going to be a really great conversation. So Brian, I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming and sharing yourself and being willing to have this chat, man. Good to have you. Thanks, thanks for having me, Rick. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we met a couple of years ago when you said, hey, I need a coach to help me go through one of the biggest changes in my life. And in the midst of that change, part of what was coming up was, ah, gosh, I really love my faith, but mm, some of this doesn't quite jibe with where I'm heading. And um, I, I'm going to let you kind of share what you want to share because it's your story, but you know, as you started to hit this juncture, what was something that was really hard for you, Brian? That's like, hmm, what do I do here? Well, you know, I just remembering back, it was February of 2017. Hmm. And I was really in the grips of coming to the realization that I was gay. Mm -hmm. And I had compartmentalized, compartmentalized in my life uh, for many years. Yep. I was the good husband, the good father, the Christian man. And then on the other side, I was really leading kind of a secret thought life of being gay. And finally, I accepted who I was as a gay person. It was like the first time my two sides were in the same room, like in a mm -hmm. boxing match. Yep, yep. And they were about to box it out. And I was uh, not really prepared for that. It was quite a, it was quite an ordeal for me. Yeah. And I was, I've been there too. I remember suddenly that space where I was, I'm like, okay, well, uh, the stuff's about yeah. to get really real here because you, you reach that point where it's like, I don't know if I can, I don't always be so dramatic because I don't think this came up for you, nor did it really come up for me, but I've had, I recently have had a couple of clients that it really did come up for them. Like, I don't know if I can go on, um, literally to the point of, you know, potential suicide, but I don't know if I can go on without realizing this is going to kill me and yeah. it's not healthy. And I do remember when you started coming and working with me, there was, there was a lot of, okay, I'm not feeling good about this. I'm, you know, and, and whether yeah. it was coming out or staying in, 
there was like a lot of stress in your life and tremendous stress because uh kind of what you mentioned earlier what i'd been taught what i'd always believed what i'd how would i say almost chanted like a mantra Mm -hmm. was that um there was no way i could be gay and that gay didn't fit with my picture of reality and um yet here i was coming to you and saying rick i'm gay and uh it began a process for me i had to do a lot of reading and researching i read oh gosh i think i read more than 50 books in two years i I read watched lots of podcasts and and videos and read tons of articles on the internet because i felt like i needed to be intellectually honest with myself and really see what what both sides of the argument said mm-hmm. and that was very valuable to me because i think the more i read the more pieces of the puzzle came together and i could see that the things that, that i'd believed in the past were wrong and they were they were misled and i i'm a biology major so i studied the science aspect of uh, homosexuality and i realized you know this is who i am this is how mm. i've been since i was born there's nothing wrong with it it's how god made me yep and uh i think that was kind of a turning point when i came to that realization mm-hmm. and i remember this being a really pivotal piece for you because there's still a lot of your faith that that holds true for you and the fellowship yeah. and all of that Sure. But then there's this really big piece that says you can't be part of this if this is right. who you are. And I know some people listening to this will completely identify with this. I also feel like some people listening to it, even if you're not having this crisis of faith around being gay, you probably have had this crisis of faith of, well, I want to go be this in the world, but my faith says I can't really be that. And I think for us men, whether it happens exactly in this midlife of 40 plus, it happens at some point. And then as we move into these other spaces of life, our 40s, our 50s, our 70s, all this sort of stuff, it becomes a part of, hmm, how do I make this really work? And so for you, I know the reading and the exploring was really, other than having a fabulous coach, of course, was really (laughs) a part of validating for yourself. Yeah. Like this is, this is what's true for me. Well, you know, I'd heard what a lot of, I guess my whole life I'd listened to what other people said yep. and I needed to actually decide for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big step for me. And I feel, boy, when I got through with that and I, and I did a lot of journaling, you know, that I wrote a lot of things. I yep. wrote different things almost just for me to help me understand it. When I got done with that, Rick, I was calm and relaxed about, who I was as a person, as a gay, as a gay man. Yep. And, uh, and my, my spiritual uh, life struggled. I think you know that, you remember that. Yep. When I went through some struggles. I appreciate you, Rick, because at one point you said, Brian, your faith is important to you. Don't give up on your faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on the edge. I think you must have sensed that because yep. I was on the edge of saying, Chuck it all. Yep. And you know what? I didn't. And I went searching for a new place to worship and a new place to be. I found a wonderful church that's very welcoming LGBTQ 
mm-hmm. and uh, has a lot of love. And uh, in fact, after this uh, uh, podcast, I'm heading to go to choir practice. I'm in the choir at church. Awesome. I love it. Um, so I'm participating. I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. So I found a new place for me, Rick. And God has said to me, Brian, this is what I've been trying to tell you your whole life. This is how I made you. I love you for who you are. And it took a long time to get to that point. But I'm, I'm at a, such a different, I'm a much uh, deeper, happier spiritual place than I was before that, for sure. So what would you say is one of the key things that shifted for you in that journey to help you? Re- I mean, I know the, the delving, the exploring, all that, but there's always, it there's always seems to be something that suddenly just the flip, the light flip sort of switches the other direction. And it's like the clarity shows up. Was there anything particular that, you know, is like, got it. I think hindsight looking back, I just think that the, the more I read and explored mm-hmm. my mind opened and a lot of uh, things that I had closed my mind to, I'll be honest with you. I had shut thoughts out. I'd shut knowledge out mm-hmm. to be frank with you. When I opened my mind to it and began to, see both sides i began to see what the truth was and um i mean the preponderance of the evidence mm-hmm. is is on the side of that where, where i am today which is that people are born gay mm-hmm. and we don't make a choice about it and we just want to live normal lives like other people mm-hmm. and we want to love and be loved and um, God doesn't condemn that. God blesses that. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's where I stand today. Mm-hmm. I really love this piece you just said about shutting the thoughts out and shutting the knowledge out because this is not just in LGBTQ, homosexuality being wrong. I see this so much today in so many places where people just shut the thoughts out and they shut the yeah. knowledge out and there. And then as we know in our nation in the U S right now and across the world, I'm seeing this lots of places as are everyone else. This is when polarization happens. There is no having a conversation. There is no sharing another point of view. There is no understanding anything. And it's so damaging. And, yeah. and what I believe from, again, going back to what you just said, Brian is, it is such a personal thing when you shut the thoughts out and you don't allow the knowledge to come in yeah. that you are, you are damaging yourself so much. And then because you do that, you begin to out, you know, you just lash out and won't let anybody else be who they want to be either. And then that makes you angry with yourself because you, you're trying to hide so much. And I know when I went through this whole thing, I was such an angry person at times because I'm like, no, I, I, I am this, but wait, I know I need to be this because this is what people expect of me. And then those things were like polar opposites. And then I couldn't think straight. And when I think I was taking some knowledge in like a sponge, then at times I'd be beaten up by people who are like, but you can't believe that. And so then I'm wringing out the sponge of knowledge and go, okay, I'm not supposed to believe that. And then that would make me angry and that would make me confused and that would make me like go, okay, screw it. Then I'm done. And though, you know, there's a, there's a story in my book where I talk about being on the beach and like, okay, God, if you really don't like me then just take me out of here, take me out. I'm going to lay here on this beach right now until you just wash the water over me and blah. And of course that never happened because you know, here I am 
happened now. I have a conversation. <laughs> but it is an interesting space that when we shut the thoughts out and we shut the knowledge out and we're not open to anything, we actually just exacerbate the situations because there is nothing that can come in. And I think that what I did during my process is I actually had to approach it very intellectually and uh, to approach it for myself and not for others. And I really had to shut out the noise of others mm -hmm. while I focused on my really studying. And, you know, as you know, I worked with you, a life yep. coach. I worked with a psychologist. I worked with a counselor. I had a team. Yep. Because it was a big change in my life. It was a huge yep. step. And I needed to sort it out. And I wanted to feel when I got done with it, I had made a, I had been honest with myself. I couldn't worry about others, what others thought. And uh, I'm so thankful I made it through because mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a very happy person today, Rick. I'm a totally, as you know, I'm yeah. a totally different person. I feel that this piece you just brought up is something that men miss a lot of times. And that is that I have to discover this for myself because it's almost like there's this inherent camaraderie that we men, we're all supposed to be this way and we're supposed to do it this way. And I know women deal with that too, but there's this interesting, weird expectation that guys, this is just do it. You need to buy into this hook, line and sinker. This is what masculinity is all about. This is how we men do it. And then suddenly, in addition to anything else socially that we are being socialized to, we bring in our faith. We bring in, you know, how we do family relationships. And suddenly, we become numb to the process and we just are doing things. And again, I'm not discounting that women don't do this too because I know they do. But I think for men, the numbness gets to the point where we just do it. This is how we're supposed to be. Here's where we go. And we don't go and discover stuff for ourselves. And I am going to say that of the hundreds of clients that I've worked with, Brian is one who I can honestly say went above and beyond the call of doing the work. But I also know that he would not have made it through so many of these vast decisions. And, and the religion one was a biggie for him. Yes, and I don't know that he would have gotten where he'd gotten if he didn't follow his gut instinct and intuition to say, I have got to explore this to the nth degree to make sure that I have done everything I can to almost prove yourself wrong. And almost to that point, like, okay. Yes, I agree. That, that is absolutely right. I, I would agree. I literally was trying to find any holes in my mm -hmm. thinking and I needed to be honest and be able to say, to, to, to look at the, my situation from the other side's point of view, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I was able to do that. Mm -hmm. So I, no, that was valuable to me. Yeah. And, and, and so he, that's why I, I just I have to more confident today about it. Absolutely. And the thing with you, Brian, that I admired was, and you shared so beautifully, so many of the resources that you went and looked at is because it's kind of the polar opposite of you did not go into this on blind faith. No. You went into this with facts and truths and validating everything you could. And I know there is this beautiful thing about faith, that there is a beauty in blind faith because none of us know. <laughs> we can only hypothesize what's really beyond what we know. But I also find if we only operate in blind faith, 
we sometimes become numb and we won't go do the work to ask the questions and to be curious and to go, well, let me explore this and see how it is. I remember, gosh, this was like the, one of the biggest points of contention is when I finally told my parents and this was before I, well, it was before I came out later in life. It was when I had come out earlier in life. But when I said, you know, I'm going to go, I'm exploring some other religions. Oh, you would have thought that I had killed them right there on the spot. Mm. I said, I'm exploring other religions because I'm curious to see why the Seventh-day Adventist church believes they're the only chosen one. And then interestingly enough, as I got into other faiths, I'm like, oh, well, guess what? They feel the same way. And then, then, (laughs) and it wasn't, it actually wasn't until I began to explore Buddhism Mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, well, all of this is kind of a bunch of hogwash. (laughs) Interesting. Yet that's not what Buddhism was teaching me. What Buddhism was teaching me was to be open and to be welcoming and to be a sponge and to just see things as this is what they are and that everything is fluid and uh, there's so many different principles within Buddhism. I don't want to lead anybody astray because I'm not, I, I I'm Buddhist to the point where I understand, do I practice it daily? Sure. I meditate and all this sort of stuff, which isn't really Buddhism, but I do see things through a different lens, but I would never have gotten there if I didn't say, Hmm, let's go be curious. And that's what I admired about this journey that you went through, Brian. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast was to talk about mm-hmm. if we don't open our minds, and you said it so beautifully, if you did not go explore this, if you did not give yourself that permission to say, hmm, I need to validate this for myself, I don't know that you and I would be actually be sitting here having this conversation, not because you gave up and said, I'm out of here, but you might be, okay, well, yep, I'm supposed to just stay here and never explore this and I'm going to continue living my life and be married and all this sort of stuff. You know, I think that there were, a lot, there were so many voices from different directions telling me what to think and what to do during my life. I had to finally take control of that, Rick, and make the decisions for myself and see the facts for myself. I, I, and I'm very thankful that I did. I think it's made me feel, like I said, more confident where I am now, more comfortable who I am as a person. One thing you mentioned earlier, I think I was very judgmental of other people. I was critical of them before this. I'm a very different person now. I really am open to accepting people for as they are Mm -hmm. and even being curious, like you said, being curious about what makes them tick, what makes them different, and finding the beauty in that. Um, it's changed my entire thinking. Um, I'm a, I'm a dentist and so I have a lot of patients and I love my patients. They're my friends. I've seen, I've been in practice for 30 years. I've seen some of of my patients every six months for 30 years, if you can imagine that. So they're my friends, they're my family. And it's made me, I think a better, give them better care. Yep. because I accept them as individuals and I, the judgment is gone and the acceptance and even the love is there that was never there before. So, right. um, boy, it's like I, I turned a, a sharp corner, not just in my gay step, but also in relationships, just general relationships and friendships. Not surprised. Not surprised in the least. Yeah. Because one of the things that I, and Brian will vouch for this as we kind of bring this full circle, is one of the things that I know is when someone 
steps out of whatever that closet is in their life to go do the thing they most are meant to do or be the person they're most meant to be or align themselves back to the truth of who they are, there's always other things that start to come in that same sharp curve. And suddenly you see it. In this case, you saw that you became less judgmental, more accepting. I had the same experience. And I'm not perfect at it yet, but there's a whole different acceptance that I have in so many different realms of life because I realized if I'm going to ask people to accept me for who I am as I am, I've got to drop the judgment bullshit and be right there on that same playing field. And, yeah. You know, as, as Brene Brown would say, be in the re- arena with people yeah. and really make that work. So, um, and it's interesting because I was going to ask you, what was the thing that changed or is something you noticed? And you just so beautifully said that about, you know, going through <laughs> that sharp curve and seeing how yeah. the and stuff faded away. I'm so excited for where you've gone, man, and that you've found this church family that you feel comfortable with. I'm excited that you're continuing your journey in the way that best works for you, because that's always been my intent with any of my clients. I want your journey to be what's in alignment with you. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing this piece of your journey and continuing to do what you're doing, but being here with us today to say, Hey guys, it's never too late. You know, it's never too late. who You are. It's never too late. I want to take two quick things. And that is, first of all, Rick, I really appreciate all that you did to help me and all that you've done because um, you were a key factor in helping me walk through the process. Mm-hmm. And um, I appreciate your sensitivity and non-judgmental uh, approach to helping me make it through. So thank you so much for that of again. Course. I've thanked you before, but I'll thank you again. And uh, I would say the other thing is, um, I think I've lost my train of thought, but that's the main thing. I want to just thank you for your, for what you've done to help make me, help me turn that corner in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very happy to be where I am today. And I think most guys, if they give themselves the permission to realize we don't have to know what's on the other side of that corner, but if we just turn into it, even if it's scary, once you turn through that corner of fear, the fear is gone. You're already past it. As soon as you step through it, it's done. And that doesn't mean it's over with. It's just that particular fear is now done and you can move forward. And whether that's the fear of coming out of the closet or that fear of saying, you know, I'm not so sure I can buy into this particular religious faith or practice any longer, or whether that fear is, I don't think I really enjoy doing what I'm doing anymore in my career and it's time to make a change. It's all about stepping forward on faith. And I think that, I think too, I think, I think a lot of people are fearful to take a step, Rick, and I was yep. because I was fearful of regret, mm. that I would regret what I was going to do and regret where I was going. You know what? I don't feel regret. What I feel is uh, an excited anticipation about the future. Some people say to me, have said to me, well, do you feel bad that you didn't live your life as a gay person for all those years? I said, no, because the things that happened to me were good things. And now I have another good thing happen to me in the future. So I'm very optimistic. Um, I'm happy. I don't look back and feel like I wasted my life. Mm-hmm. I have four wonderful children. I have a good relation with my ex. I have a grandchild. Um, those are wonderful things. And yeah. yet now I get to be myself. And that's a wonderful thing too. That is a wonderful thing. And that's a wonderful way to take us out of here, man. So again, Brian, I so appreciate you. 
thanks for giving your time today to have a real talk with another real man about what 40 plus guys do. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Rip. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.